Today's guest was recently featured in Forbes magazine as one of nine CMOs to watch. He's an author of a book called Getting to Ha-Ha, Today's Insights are Tomorrow's Facts. He's the founder of iResearch.com and ConnectQuick.com. Welcome to the show, Dashan. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Toby. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so, so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk. I really appreciate your presence here and you, you creating time all the way from Thailand to, <laughs> to meet with me virtually um, for this conversation. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking thank forward. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to, you know, learning so much from you today, from your more than 25 years of branding, marketing and technology experience that's like a lot to you know unpack in this episode <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really really you know expecting to consume or get a lot from you today so um, let me just start like how did it all start what inspired you to you know go into this career and life direction sure you know i realized when i was in college uh, the things i really liked was case studies I, I like solving problems. I realized I don't mind problems. I just love solutions. And so when I got out of college, I started uh, working in consulting. And I also liked, you know, the aspects of psychology, consumer behavior. And so that gravitated me towards more branding and advertising and market research uh, consulting. And so that's what I've done um, for many years is helping clients um, gain insights to basically you know, improve their product services and to become more successful. Mm-hmm. And so I was one of the earlier ones uh, in 1998 uh, timeframe to start doing online research. And uh, part of it is because I'm Indian. I was born in India and I've been accused of having the extra Indian gene for technology. So <laughs> I always kind of gravitated towards something uh, a little bit tech if I could. Mm-hmm. And so and to be honest with you, I had no idea what online research would be like because at that point I had come from the world of doing phone surveys, paper surveys, in-person focus groups. And so it was really just an experiment to see what would happen. And I found very quickly that, you know, things are definitely going to go this way because um, it was easier, faster, and in many cases, a lot less uh, costly. And so that things were definitely going to go that way. And so I started developing tools and using them internally for my clients. And then I realized that this is a powerful tool and that I would actually like to make it available to other people to use it on their own and to really empower them so that they can uh, get insights on their own. Because I just truly believe, I mean, having done this for quite a few years, you know, after a while, you kind of see patterns, you know, you see uh, things kind of repeat themselves. And the one thing I've seen is that there's basically insights all around us and we just need to tap into them. And the best way to tap into them is to really have conversations. Uh, I mean, like conversations like, I mean, you've had so many conversations with guests yeah. and I'm sure, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you learn a lot each time and you just gain a broader perspective um, and you do gain insights and you just get a better understanding of what I'd say you kind of tap into the jet stream of society. Yes. That's you know, you kind of get a plug of kind of what things are doing, how people are thinking and feeling. And that's really valuable information and insights that can really help differentiate a company, but also help a company to innovate. Mm. Um, and as you know, and in business, if you stagnate, you're not going to be around for that long because whether you innovate or not, innovation is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so your choice is to, do you want to be part of the innovation 
even if it ends up basically cannibalizing your existing business, I would argue you're better off being your own competitor that does the cannibalization than having it been done to you. Mm. Because, you know, one of the things we often try to do as humans, we try to control our environment, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I've just learned there's certain rules of the universe you don't mess with. And one of the rules I've kind of seen and observed is that the more control you try to exert, the less control you end up with in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Life has its way of, you know, taking its own course. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so, you know, instead of trying to control, and of course you should control the things you control. Like I can't control competitors, nor can you, right? No. But I can't control what I put out or what I innovate. Yes. You know, that's something I can control. That's true. And then I can also control how that might maybe replace the product I'm already doing or uh, uh, selling. Yes. I really love the fact that, you know, your passion is to empower people and also to create this um, platform where people can have insights to things that could, you know, make them change with this, you know, constantly changing world also, like creating marketing strategies for businesses to be successful for startups. And this is why I'm so excited to talk about your, your new book that is out already, you know, drawing, drawing from more than 20 years of marketing strategies and research experiences, you authored this book titled Getting to Aha, like, you know, this realization moment, you know, today's insights are tomorrow's facts. And that is very true. And I find that very, very interesting. So I would love you to, you know, tell me more about this book. What inspired you to, to write the book? Sure. If you really think about the world, we look around us, right? Mm. Um, we take it as if this is a fact. I mean, let's just take the, the phone, the, the smartphone, for example, right? Yes. It's become a, a part of our life. I mean, it's an invaluable thing that we all use. In fact, I would argue the phone is probably closer to you 24-7 more than uh, your significant other. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's only true. Yeah, that's only true. <laughs> and, but it wasn't that long ago. We didn't have smartphones, but... You know, someone had this insight that, the, you know, it's a combination of things, right? Yeah. And let me, let's just take a side step for a second. I think we should talk about what are insights, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes people confuse them. Insights are not just facts or observations. Mm-hmm. They're that plus more, right? It's the combination of what's happening in society mm-hmm. and technology um, and all of that coming together. And that's an insight. I'll give you an example. I think people who do really good insights are comedians, right? When you've seen a really good comedian, Mm -hmm. you say, oh my God, I never thought of it that way, but it's so true and it's so funny. Yes, That's an insight, right? Because it's something you haven't articulated to put it all together, but when they put it all together, give you an example and say, you know, I never thought of it that way because you actually knew it in the back of your head, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't articulated until that person did it for you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it just comes together. That's an insight. Insight, yes, yes. And why do we say today's insights are tomorrow's, you know, facts? Well, because if you have a really good insight and you innovate, eventually it may become a fact. Mm-hmm. And it might be just become a part of life. But if you have that early inner insight, just think you have an advantage uh, with your competitors to be that much further ahead. Yeah, that's true. Wow. And how do we, you know, source for this insight? Like we're, now we're in today, we're in the moment, we're in the present. How can I get, you know, the right insights so that I could be successful tomorrow so I could have the right facts for tomorrow? Well, one of the ways is you, you just have to ask more questions, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just questions and talking, it's also listening. You really have to listen to what customers are saying and thinking. What you're really trying to do is you're trying to tap into their subconscious. 
because you want to know what are the motivators, what are the triggers, and they're always out there. And, and I think one of the things I talk about in my book is that people are no longer buying products. They're buying experiences. And the experience starts from the very time you learn about a product to when you're searching about it. And also when you actually then buy it and then actually post-purchase, right? And part of that experience is what we're reading in reviews or, you know, testimonials and things from other people. And now, you know, nowadays on the internet with the power of digital, Yes. You don't have a choice. I mean, one way or another, your customers are going to talk about your product. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Your choice is not whether do you want them to talk about it or do you want to talk to them. Your choice is really simple. Do you want to listen sooner or later? Mm. But either way, they're going to talk to you. Yes. Yes. And I would advocate talk sooner so that you can actually get into what motivates them, what triggers them. And there's always opportunity to differentiate. True. And once you can, you know, get that insight, you get to, aha, yeah, you get the realization, you get that, you know, eye-opening fact and, you know, insight, I would say. Yeah. It's kind of like using the analogy in hockey, right? Yes. Are you going to win hockey by going where the puck is or going where the puck is headed? Yeah, that's true. You go where the puck is headed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing with insights. I mean, they're just out there. It's just a matter of... It's really basically putting things together and say, aha, this is where things are headed. Yes. And I can be ahead of that or I can lead that or I can be a part of that. Mm. That's true. And I guess this is how, you know, companies like, you know, startups and existing business or succeeders, right? Or are there like other ways that insights helps them to, you know, become successful? Sure. I mean, insights can make many companies very successful. And part of it is having the mindset to want to seek insights, right? Mm -hmm. um, being curious. And if you really think about it, what is research? Yeah. It's In its simplest form, mm -hmm. yeah, what, what is research? Yeah, I want to say just like, um, you know, looking out for um, information, like insight also, like searching out for <clears throat> facts that you don't, you don't know about before. Yeah. yeah, I would say even simpler than that, research is structured curiosity. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, what you really want to be is you want to be curious. You want to learn. You want to actually get into the minds of your customers and find out what really makes them tick. What's going to make their life easier, simpler, or less expensive. Yes. And that brings me to an insight I've kind of discovered by working with a lot of clients mm -hmm. is that, you know, I'm looking what is it that can make businesses successful? Mm -hmm. And I've kind of narrowed it down to three things plus a one. <laughs> <laughs> and those three things are essentially if you can save people time, mm -hmm. money, or make something easier, yeah. your chance of being successful are quite good. So if you can do one, I'd say your chance is one X. If you can do two, it might be two X. If you can do three, I think it's three X. Yeah. But this is where the plus one comes in. And that is if you can evoke an emotion. Mm. Now, I don't know. I mean, it could be six X. 10x, 12x, I don't know. <laughs> it depends on the emotion. Yes. Right? And that emotion is like, you know, um, creating a relationship with the product. Or, or exactly. It's, 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 it's understanding that key benefit. Yes. And if you want a perfect example of that, I think, uh, well, let's go back to the iPod release. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs. Yes. I don't know if you remember that presentation, but he, if he noticed that there was trends in technology where the price of hard drives were coming down mm -hmm. and becoming smaller. And he also realized there was a big frustration out there with MP3 players. People really couldn't take all their music with them. And I remember trying to say, hey, can I take my entire CD collection? There's no way, right? So I'll take maybe five or six, and then you have to change them and stuff. It just was, it wasn't a good experience, right? 
Yes. And so you recognize this combining technology, the frustration, and say, how can I come up with a solution? And then he conveyed the benefit, if you remember in the presentation, in a way that was just, you know, brilliant. Yeah. He said, now you can take a thousand songs in your pocket. <laughs> it's like, what? A thousand <laughs> songs? Are you kidding me? That's amazing. I don't even have a thousand songs, right? Yeah, that, that was mind-blowing back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, they had that flywheel, right? Yes. So that was just really cool, right? Yeah. So it was like two emotions, right? It was one... That's amazing. You know, I can take a thousand songs, but now this is a really cool flywheel. So I just wanted, I just like playing with it and using it. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that's a product that saved time. Mm-hmm. It saved money. Mm-hmm. It make it easier, but it also evoked an emotion. emotion. That's true. And look what it did. It basically turned around Apple's trajectory big time. That's true. And then that, of course, led to the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And that's make them, you know, who they are today, the giants, the tech giant they are today. Yeah. 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 Yes. yes. And so, so, I mean, but there's, there's things like that, you know, all throughout uh, in business where companies have gotten insights. I mean, there's been entrenched players mm-hmm. in various businesses that didn't really think about it. Next thing you know, and a, a startup comes around and they've totally changed the entire industry and dynamic, right? Yeah, that's true. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's going to be so wonderful for everyone to, you know, pick a copy of your book to read it. Well, can you tell us, like, who is, who is it written for? Is it written for only business owners or entrepreneurs or is it written for everybody, anybody? I think it's written for people who really want to really, I think, understand that there's power in insights, right? Mm-hmm. And it's for people who really want to make a difference uh, for their business or even their personal lives. I mean, insights can be personal too, right? True. They don't have to be just all about business. Yeah. But I think it's just kind of having that mindset shift can make a big difference. And I think one can just really enjoy life even more as well, not just in business, but in personal, you know, it's a bit philosophical, but it's also, uh, it's mainly geared to try to help you understand, you know, how you can gain insights, but also how it can help you with branding and being successful in business and with your product and service. Yeah. And where's the best place to, to get a copy of it? Uh, it's on Amazon. Amazon. So if you just go to Amazon and get into AHA, it's on Amazon available. Yes. So I just want to tell everyone that the, the link will be available in the show notes of this episode. So you can just copy the Amazon link or um, go to um, Dasan's um, website also and just get the link to um, buy the book, order the book. And, you know, it's for everyone who is interested in getting insights into life, into creating business and become successful in whatever endeavor one is into in life, actually. Yeah. And in fact, I kind of put my insights to use, and that's what led me to do my mobile app, Connect Quick, mm-hmm. yes. uh, which is what I released recently. And that's a Connect with a QIK. And that came out of a frustration I've had. Like when I go to conferences, right? Yeah. And I meet and I leave a conference with 30, 40 cards. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what am I going to do with that? And they end up putting a rubber band around them and they sit in my desk, yeah. right? Yes. So I never get around to typing or scanning them because it's just, too cumbersome. So I said, there's got to be a better way to do this with the digital uh, world that we live in now. So basically with Connect Quick, you can create your own personal QR code with your own picture. So you can have your own picture with a QR code on it that you can show to somebody and they just basically uh, turn on their camera Mm -hmm. and scan it. And instantly with no typing, no scanning, no typos, no fuss, your contact info goes right into their phone. Wow. That's, that's that's and then you can actually use that app. If you both have ConnectQuick, you get many more benefits. For example, 
if you were to update your contact information, your email, your phone, mm-hmm. it'll automatically update it for me if we've already connected. Oh, that's so brilliant. So I don't have to worry about, hey, where's Toby? Does he move? What's his new uh, contact info? If you've updated it, then I have it. Mm. And can, can people also interact through the app? Like, are there like ways of engaging interactions also? That's one of the things we're thinking about doing if people really want that. I mean, I think some people may want to go. That's one of the things we thought about heading that way. Yeah. But right now, it's just about connecting and at a deeper level. Mm. And the other thing, if you think about it, one business card isn't enough anymore. I mean, I think you wear multiple hats, Toby, right? That's true. I mean, <laughs> right? So with, with this app, you can actually have three different profiles. You can do personal, business, and custom profile. Mm. And each one can have her own picture, even video, you know, with your profile. Yeah. Uh, so it, you, you can decide which part of you you want to share with which audience at different times. Yes. And, you know, in, in this day and time where people are, you know, very concerned about their privacy and about, you know, their, their data, um, what we tell listeners out there who are, you know, very concerned about, you know, putting their data on a platform somewhere they're not yet aware of. Well, you control what you're sharing. I mean, you know, if you don't want to fill out some of the fields, no problem. Don't do it. It's completely up to you. So you're going to, in fact, that's why the personal business and custom profiles are even better because for business, you may just want to cert- share certain things yes. and personal different things with different people. So you're able to, to do that. Um, whereas in your current contact app, you don't have that flexibility. Mm, that's true. That's convincing. Yeah. But you control exactly what you, what you're doing with the contact information contact information. Yeah. So, just for you to convince me a little bit, like, can you tell me the importance of, you know, constant or instant connections and, you know, meaningful conversations? Well, so in part of the app is also, it has a, a feature called one, uh, Wanderlust. Mm-hmm. So you can put on there the places you've traveled to, where you'd like to go to, and what's on your bucket list, right? Yeah. And so think about, like, when you want to exchange contact info, and I say, oh, Toby, wow, you've been to Nigeria, you've been to Egypt, or you've been to, you know, whatever. Yes. And, you know, maybe that might lead to a conversation, say, hey, I was thinking about going there, or I've been there, hey, what, you know. It's those kind of things that I think, as humans, we're always looking for ways to connect, right? Yes. Um, so if you decide you want to share that information, mm-hmm. then it's an opportunity for, you know, you guys to really then connect and, at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that sounds interesting. I'm going to place the, the link to your website, this um, connectquick.com, also in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone to download the app, try it out, and you know, just have fun with it. Make it easier, you know, to um, gather business cards and um, let's go of the papers and you know, make everything digital already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that that gives you know one you know an insight into other people's life or businesses. Also, like you get you gain that insight about their lives and you don't or their business and you don't you know lose that information because it's right. still stored on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, good. that's good. And that's again, I, I'm just a real believer in conversations. I think conversations can lead to better understanding, better insights, and it just makes. I think they can make the world a little bit better. And unfortunately, I think with our digital environment, people are actually talking less now, mm. yeah, you know? And I think it, 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 if you can find ways to increase the conversations, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how much, you know, digital improves our lives, we still live in a connected world with humans. Yeah. And humans like connecting with each other in a physical world. True. That's very true. Yes. Well, I'd love to learn from your experience, you know, from your success so far in the business world and marketing world, you know, as you said earlier, the market um, like conversations are very, very important. Yeah. But, you know, one thing or one fear that we have is, you know, having the wrong conversation or, or 
having the wrong approach um, when having conversations with people. So from your experience, can you educate me or educate us on the proper way to behave or to converse with other people? Like what are the do's and don'ts when having formal conversations or, you know, conversations with people generally? I mean, the number one thing is really listen, right? I mean, really listen to what people are saying. And sometimes, you know, people have a hard time articulating exactly what they are thinking and feeling. True. So if you listen carefully, then you can say, give me an example or, or explain that to me. So you have a better understanding of that. And then often when they have to think of an example or better understanding, they might even say, you know, let me change that. Actually, what I really mean is this. So I think a, a part of a good conversation is not just the talking. It's actually being genuinely curious and being able to listen carefully. Right. Yes. And then just like going to a nice cocktail party, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to a nice cocktail party and you meet some people and you start talking, it's like, oh my God, this is really interesting. And you all start getting deeper and deeper into the topic. Next thing you know, you know, an hour's gone by and you say, oh my God, that was like one of the best conversations because everybody gets something out of it. Right. Yes. And that's what you should strive to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not just be the expert or, you know, try to say, you know, this or this, but really try to listen. And every once in a while, you know, obviously give your opinion. And of course, it's okay to disagree, you know, as long as you do it respectfully, you know, but sometimes you can learn from that. I often tell people, I have no problem. If you tell me I'm wrong, you know, just tell me why, because more important part is why not that I'm wrong. I just want to understand the why behind it. Cause then that might really make me see something that I've never saw from a different perspective. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Like being, being curious and being open-minded to learn from other people. Yeah, <clears throat> right. That leads to a great conversation. Wow. And I'll, uh, talking about insight, we've not gone too far from insight. Like you are the insight expert, I'll call you already. <laughs> <laughs> you, have this, you have this platform called iResearch.com, uh, which is a platform that allows users to quickly extract insights from customers, you know, throughout, um, throughout the world. So can you tell me about this platform and how does it work to, you know, get insight from customers from everywhere? Sure. Yeah. So when you basically do research, there's two ways you can do surveys or focus groups and focus groups are really basically having uh, discussions with a small amount of people, but you're looking to do a deep dive, a deep dive conversation. And for years, focus groups have been really uh, not affordable because it's really been expensive to do. And so with my platform, it makes it much, much more affordable and easier to do on a, on a scale on a global level. You can do it anytime, anywhere, in any language. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you wanted to do, uh, you're sitting in Germany, if you wanted to do, you know, a group in Nigeria with the local language, you could, no problem, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it gives you a lot of flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I think with the cost coming down and making it easier and faster, Mm -hmm. I think people can do research more properly. What I mean by that, your surveys will be much better if you actually do some focus groups first. Yes. Because you'll end up with better questions and better answer choices. Mm. That's true. For example, if you and I were to do, let's say, something about women's clothing, right? Mm. I mean, you and I are two guys. Yeah. You know, we could maybe make some guesses and come up with a, a survey. Yeah. But our survey would be so much better if we actually talked to a target market of women true. and find out what they think and feel. And then we'll be much more focused with our survey questions and our answer choices. And I think the combination of those two that way makes it much more, um, you know, valuable, 
helpful. And I think you're more likely than not only uncover insights, but then you can quantify them properly with a survey. So how can people, you know, make use of this platform, irisearch.com, to get insight from their consumers or from their customers? So you basically structure conversations where people will come into a session and you would moderate them, you would ask them questions and they'd respond. It is chat-based and I've tried the video and everything. I'll be honest with you. I found two things that happen with the chat-based. Um, one, people tend to think a little bit extra because they have to put their thoughts in writing. So you get a lot of comments. And the other is when you have 10, 12, 15 people, if you ask a question to everybody and they all answer at the same time, they can't speak at the same time yeah. with audio or video. Yeah. But chat-based, everyone can respond. So you end up with much longer transcript with the text-based than you do with video or audio. And so you actually get more information from more people. And as you know, you know, there's some people that are very quick to answer and others will take a little bit more time to articulate. But this way you get to hear from everybody. And it's just, uh, and we're also going to be offering on our website not only the, the platform to do uh, the focus group, but also tools to help them do it better. So we're going to educate them. Uh, they're going to range from free to paid, uh, you know, scenarios, but we actually want to help people to do better focus groups. So we're going to be training them on how to do it as well. And this way one could, you know, make um, um, many full surveys that could want to get like some information that one needs to, you know, improve one's product or, to, you know, promote one's um, growth in business. Right. Yeah, we have techniques like the questions you're asking, like, how do you have a good conversation? You know, how do you do this? Or we kind of walk you through that. And there's, there's um, you know, different stages. Because we want you to learn how to do it properly as well. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So are there like some other, you know, marketing and insight strategies that you could share with me? Like I know, for example, now extraction insights could be very important. But are there like some um, other ways that one could promote one's business through marketing and insights strategies? Well, just recognize there's, there's never a shortage of innovations. I mean, I'll give you an example, right? Yes. Uh, Gillette for years controls 72% of the, the, the market for shaving, right? Yes. And their innovation was a new blade, right? It went from two blades to three blades to four blades and then five. Yes. And then it had a, a little vibrator on it and a light. So, you know, those were the innovations. But they neglected one key thing was the buying experience, mm. yeah. right? As these shavers became more and more expensive, when you went to the store, you had to go to the clerk, mm-hmm. have the clerk go open the, the, uh, the cabinet with a lock mm-hmm. and then give it to them. You can buy it. Yeah. And so up comes a startup, mm. you know, and they changed the experience by saying, you don't need to do that. We can just mail it to you. You know, you know, you're going to be shaving, you know, you're going to, going to need a razor. So we'll just set you on a subscription plan mm-hmm. and it changed the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So what I'm saying is don't feel a lot of times that, Oh my God, my competitor is doing this or that saying That's no problem. I need to go out and have more conversations and find out ways how I can make a difference. And there's so many ways to do it, right? It can change your product. You can change your packaging. You can change the way you distribute, promote it, mm-hmm. you know, your pricing. I mean, there's so many ways you can do this, right? Yes. Yes, that's true. Um, so the thing is, is, is be genuinely curious, mm. pursue it in a structured manner and you will get insights that are going to help you. Yeah. Yes. I think you've already answered um, the question I had in mind already. Like I wanted to know, you know, 
as I said earlier, that you know this world is constantly changing, like you know things are improving or things are evolving. And we have, you know, this, um, I won't say ancient companies, but, you know, already existing companies who have a legacy already, and they also have to change. So I wanted to know um, how successful businesses, you know, adapt to this constantly changing world and marketing strategies that are in place. Yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of people are trying to do now. They're trying to be more agile, right? They need yeah. to uh, be able to uh, shift on a dime or, you know, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the question is, how do you know which way to shift, right? <laughs> True, yes. I mean, you, I mean, basically, there's two ways, right? Yeah. You can guess, and maybe you'll guess well, mm. or you can actually talk to some people and make that shift and make sure that when you do that shift, you do it in a manner that you know you're more likely to be successful than not. Mm. True. So one has to know the right direction to go. Like, you have to use your intuition, I guess, so... And that's where, you, that's where you do the exploratory research. That's you have the conversation. Like you might say, I have a better way to do a whole new phone, right? But go out, talk to people, see if they're willing to actually, if they see the same pain you see or the same problem. Yeah. And then also more than more importantly, are they willing to pay for a solution? Mm. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we need iResearch.com actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> of course, so that we can... Well, iResearch can certainly help, but more than anything, you need conversations, right? Yeah. And you need to be genuinely curious to pursue those. Hmm. But that means we mean having like these real personal conversations with our consumers, like going out there and speaking with them and trying to create that relationship with them and that bonding with them. In fact, I mean, Airbnb, when they first started out, right, yeah. they actually weren't getting quite uh, the sales and the uh, response they thought they were going to get. Hmm. But they did find that in New York, they were doing well in New York versus any other city. But they weren't quite, they'd kind of hit kind of a plateau. And so they were told, go talk to your customers. Hmm. So they did. They actually went and sat in the kitchen of customers and talked to them. And they quickly realized that these people didn't know how to take good pictures of their property. So they started taking better pictures. And within a week, the sales doubled. Wow. (laughs) Just from talking, just from having conversations. Exactly. And they just realized that this is one of the biggest things is that, you know, these people were renting their place, but they weren't necessarily photographers or marketers. Mm-hmm. They didn't really know how to take good pictures. Yes. They don't know the right angle and the right lighting <laughs> for the pictures. Right. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah. Now I have a deeper understanding on that. Like having conversations opens your eyes to what is eating from you and opens your eyes to what you, um, you are meant to do, actually, or the loopholes that you could not find before. Yeah, I mean, let's let's keep it even more simple, right? Yes. You can sit in a in a in a meeting room around a desk and talk about all these things, like I think this, I think that, or you can actually go out and talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where do you think the decisions are really made? Out there with the people. Yes. <laughs> yes. That as simple as that. Yes. Yes. It's go as simple the, as that. Go to the market and find out how it works in the market. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I would still love to let, learn more from your experience so far. Like you have over 25 years of experience in marketing. So oh, you make me sound so old every time you say that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but for me, it's so impressive because I'm like, oh, this is, a, this is a well of wisdom. And I have to, you know, I'm <laughs> fetching a lot as much, as much as possible from it. <clears throat> sorry. So um, can you enlighten me on, on how you have been succeeding or how you've become successful as an entrepreneur and as a leader? Like you're the founder of um, iResearch.com, Quick Connect, and you have you're an author of a book, you're an entrepreneur on your own. Like, mm-hmm. how are you able to succeed in all of these areas? 
Well, I'm, I'm generally curious and I like doing different things. And one of the things I also like doing is teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I just find that you often learn more if you actually teach, right? And then you get a more 360. Um, so I just like trying different things. And, you know, I try to apply all the insights that I've tried to help with my clients and try to apply them as well. I mean, you know, everything I've done hasn't always been you know perfect or I've had to learn. I've had mistakes. I've, you know, I've tripped and fallen and, you know, bruised my nose a few times and, you know, gotten up and, you know, that's just part of the learning. And I think that's the other thing you learn is that y- y- there's really no failure as long as you learn. True. Right. Yeah. I think the failure is when you keep doing the same thing and you're not learning. That's real failure. Yes, that's true. Yes, yes. And what are like the biggest lessons you've, you've learned so far? Like, if you could share some with me. Yeah, I, I, I still, and, and this is an ongoing battle. And it's really try to simplify things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to get to the bare essence of what's really going on, because we can overcomplicate our lives very quickly and very easily. And there's lots of noise out there all the time, you know, distracting us. So, you know, whatever you can do, strive for simplicity um, because that's where you want to get to the core of things, get to the root, the deep or, you know, trigger the deeper things that are really making things happen. And that's where I think, you know, you'll find uh, opportunities, but also a little bit of peace and knowing that, ah, okay, now I get it. You know, this is what's really driving this. Mm. And what piece of advice will you give someone out there with striving to become an entrepreneur like you or a leader also like you? Like, you know, apart, apart from us, you know, being simple with our methods and approach and getting to the root of everything, I'd like some other, you know, advice that you could share with us. I would say if you can work on three skills, because mm-hmm. I can't teach it. And it had some, for some people, it comes from within and others maybe can, you know, learn to acquire these skills. And those three skills are think really pursue critical thinking, right? Sometimes you may not have the right solution, but it's the thinking that keep like, no matter what, I'm going to solve this, that kind of critical thinking to solve problems. So think Two, just do things. You know, there's always many opportunities where you can think of 20 reasons not to do something, but you just need one reason to do it. And the other is be hungry. I can't teach hunger, but if you're hungry, you're going to create your own luck. This is, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And being hungry means being, it's okay if you trip and fall or fail, mm-hmm. but still be hungry to keep learning and moving forward. Mm-hmm. We have that hunger to learn more, to become bigger. And that's going to be the difference between not just becoming an entrepreneur, but becoming a successful entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, yes. Because as you know, it's not easy. No, it's not. No. <laughs> and I mean, and, and that's a, that's that's a challenge in life, right? I mean, nothing worthwhile is easy. Mm, that's true. That's very if it was, everybody would be doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very right. You're very correct. Yeah. So if if I understood everything properly, like um, critical thinking helps us to realize a problem somewhere and gives us a, a way or insight on how to solve that problem for the world. Is that correct? If you think about it, there's always more than one way to solve a problem. Mm. There's not only one solution all the time. True. So, you know, I think you just have to learn to be creative, uh, be innovative, and find ways to solve problems. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And there's always a way to do something a little bit different, a little bit better, a little bit easier, a little bit faster, maybe a little bit less costly. 
yeah. you know. So, you know, strive to solve problems That's true. and you're likely to be successful. Yeah. Well, no, in this world, <laughs> or in this generation right now, we, we believe, oh, it's so saturated already with so many solutions. Like the marketing world is filled up with different perspectives, different areas, different tricks. And now I, a novice is coming and I'm critically thinking, I'm looking for a way and I'm seeing that this idea that I had two days ago, it's already implemented like five years ago. This one I had, um, I'm just having right now, has been done already like yesterday. <laughs> that doesn't matter because there's always ways to do better. I mean, going back to the iPod, mm-hmm. it was not the first MP3 player. True. I mean, it just wasn't. True. I mean, there have been other players out there for years. Yeah. It was just better. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Dollar Shave Club wasn't the first ones to do razors. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if somebody came to you and said, hey, look, I want to introduce razors and I'm going to ship them by mail and I want to complete, compete with Gillette, who has 72% of the market, what are you going to tell me? I'll say, you're joking, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it can be done, right? Yes, that's true. And the way it was done was the founder invested, I think, like $4,500 in a video that was funny, interesting, engaging, and it hit to the motion, and it just took off. And that first day from that video, they got like twelve or 13,000 orders. Yeah, wow. Right? Yes, yes. So, you know, it's not that you just have to be the first. There's always ways to make things better. Mm. Yes, you just have to. Tr- I think the, the key is you need to be solving a problem, not just saying I have an idea and doing that. You need to be solving a problem. Mm-hmm. But even so, one of the things I talk about in the book, if you really think about what's I think also happening in business, is with this. Uh, this I think it's happening in life and in business is blending. Mm-hmm. I mean, more and more people that I teach, a lot of the students, they come from two parents that came from two different nationalities. You know, I mean, and so. It's also happening in business. I mean, who would have, it, it seems like a natural fit now, but, you know, Taco Bell, you know, the combined Doritos and tacos in the shell is like, oh my God, I mean, it's like perfect, right? Yes. So, I mean, there's ways to innovate by blending or doing things as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. And, you know, as you said earlier, we have to like solve people's problem. We have to help them save time, help them save money. And also the... 10x with emotion, yes, creating emotion with it. And if you can hit an emotion, then I think you're likely to, you know, be even more successful. Yeah. But look, there's plenty of problems out there to solve. <laughs> True, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. So it's just a matter of really kind of putting on your thinking hat and getting deeper. And if you can solve it a little bit better than someone else's, your chances of being successful are pretty good. Yeah. Wow. You see, from everything I've learned from you today, I now realize the fact, the reason why you are featured on. Um, in Forbes magazine as one of the <laughs> nine CMOs to watch. Like I'm, I'm, all of these um, tips and advice are like very deep and very simple also, but once one applies them, they are very effective. I can believe that, yeah. That's, that's, that's great. So well, thanks, uh, yeah. For people out there who would like to, like to you know, connect with you or maybe work with you or even get more advice from you, like any, any question that we, we could not ask or talk about in this conversation sure they can come to iresearch.com or they can just send me an, an email directly at dm at iresearch.com so that's fine too oh that's awesome so i'm going to place all of this information in the show notes of this episode is there anything you would love to talk about that we're not covered during this conversation any advice no, I appreciate it's great talking to you and i appreciate the insightful conversation and you know you got good things out of me <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad i'm so glad i did that yeah thank you so much for everything you shared with me i'm i learned a lot from this episode i must say and i'm going to implement them and also become 
very successful in my marketing and, and insight strategies also. That sounds great. That sounds great. <laughs> wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.